Who hasn't at one time or another been a little depressed? It was one of the most common issues in the asylum. Looking back, I have no idea how anyone thought shoving a person into a cell was going to somehow make them happier, but I guess it probably prevented them from committing suicide. Well, most of the time. When someone wants to kill themselves, they're going to do it. The strangest part to me is when depression makes you take another person's life along with your own, as if you could bring them with you or prevent them from suffering too. It was a Tuesday in July, hot and sticky, and with the ovens running, the kitchen was extraordinarily hot. I wiped the sweat off my head with my sleeve, as if it was somehow going to make it cooler. The windows in the sunlit room were already open, and we had three fans blowing air around just to get a breeze. The kitchen was also full of patients, all sweaty, and most of whom didn't want to be there, even if they couldn't communicate it. We were in the process of making fresh summer lunches, cucumber salad, potato salad, stuff that I could toss in the cooler and that would serve as a nice way to cool off in the heat when lunchtime came. Meanwhile, I was baking some pastries that could be cooled or frozen. <sighs> the heat was unbearable, and I knew I was losing control of the patients. Can we please turn the ovens off? One of them said. Then the room erupted in protests against the heat. I lost control. You all know that I can't do that. I'll grab some cold food for us to eat. One of the patients got up and began to walk over to the oven to turn it off. A nurse grabbed him. No, she hissed at him. I always hated when the nurses treated the patients like children. The man looked like he was in his mid-twenties. He was brown of hair with green eyes. He was just here for depression and anxiety issues. Please, I can't take it. I could see how he was crushed on the inside, but he was trying to keep composure. Meanwhile, the room was responding by others getting up to try to turn off the oven. All right, listen. I raised my voice. Anyone here who is too hot, why don't you just go back to your rooms and the rest of us will do? I was ready to lose my entire workforce, but at least I would get some work done. Nearly all the patients got up and left, leaving me with a few who couldn't communicate, and that one man with the nurse, now in a heated argument over him leaving. Do you want me to tell Dr. Hervet about the thing I caught you doing? She barked at him. <sighs> I tried to ignore it, but my ears eavesdropped. I couldn't imagine that the guy was in any way, shape, or form needing supervision, other than to make sure he didn't kill himself. That didn't warrant the nurse treating him like a child, though. 
depressed people needed allies, not parents. Fine, just... A big sigh came out of the man. I looked over and saw him back to his station and work. Something was hidden in that look, beyond the humiliation that had just happened. The nurse that looked at him was everything but natural. I saw him look up at me, then immediately to the floor. He was terrified of the staff here, especially the nurse. I wanted to ask him what she had done to him, but I knew that would do no good, because he could never tell. As I was leaving for the day, I decided to go out and walk by his room to check on him and see if there was anything I could learn. I always felt like I could help these guys somehow. I heard hushed whispers as I got close. I walked past and shot a quick glance, but found the window was covered with something. Curiosity got the better of me, and I tried to hear what was happening. You're not a little pest. You're mine, unless you want... was all I could hear. My heart jumped as I recognized that it was the nurse. If I could only see behind whatever was covering the door. You're mine? I thought. That kind of possessiveness makes me think... No. I didn't want to consider what kind of horrible things a nurse might be doing to the man. She couldn't be sexually abusing him, but I knew now she was abusing him. The question was now to get evidence. I decided to walk in a circle around the area and see what I could on my second time around. When I came back around, I saw the nurse leaving. Her hair was ruffled a bit, and she was straightening herself. No. I couldn't believe it. There was no way a female nurse would do that. But evil knows no gender. I had no evidence, though, so I was just drawing conclusions. Either way, I decided to confront her. Vicky, I called out, walking after her. She jumped a bit, and I could see her face was flushed. She wasn't ugly, but she wasn't attractive either. She looked in her forties, but I had no knowledge of her age. Bill, shouldn't you be off? She asked, puzzled, but I could see she already knew what I was about to say. Listen, I, I think you were harsh with Mike today. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think humiliation isn't a good way to help someone with depression. I said it as calm as I could. I saw her face turn sour with anger. I would stay out of this one, Bill. If you knew who he was and what he did, you'd think twice. She turned to walk away, but I stopped her with a gentle hand. Whatever he did, it makes no difference to me. He's here, not in jail, so he should be treated with respect and kindness. How is he going to recover if you humiliate him? I asked honestly. <laughs> recover? Doubtful. That one's a lost cause, Bill. 
just leave us be, she hissed at me again. Something was definitely going on, and I knew it now. Leave us be, I thought as she pushed past me and walked down the hall. I looked in the room to see the man curled up on the floor, and I heard soft sounds of tears. His room was completely bland. No blankets or anything he could use to kill himself. I looked to my left and saw the nurse staring at me. (sighs) Vincent, in all my years there, I was never more afraid of someone from the staff as I was in that moment. She looked at me like she wanted to find any object to murder me with. I think the only thing that stopped her is knowing that she would end up in the asylum, and that fear outweighed the thought of me catching her. She waited for me to start walking away before she also left. I wasn't sure what to do. I knew she was abusing him, but oftentimes no one did anything about abuses from nurses, unless there were bruises. No one in their right mind would even listen if I brought up the potential of sexual abuse, but I knew if I didn't act, that young man would not be able to leave the asylum until he was old. He should have been furthering his career, not in an asylum. The next morning, I left early and immediately went to his room. The window was covered, and when I put my ear to the door, I heard nothing. She got here that early? I whispered to myself, annoyed that the nurse had beat me to it. I stormed off, not wanting to walk in. When the nurse and Mike didn't show up to another hot class, I was taken aback. I asked if anyone had seen them. The other nurses said no. I decided to walk down the hallway and check on his room. The window was still covered. As I reached for the door handle, I felt a total sense of dread. I was tossing back and forth whether or not I should open the door or call security. My hand shook as I turned the door handle and opened the door to a pungent smell of death. Blood covered the room, and I saw the nurse naked, bleeding out of her bits. I saw her jaw fully ripped open, and both her eyes bleeding out, and it looked like they had been crushed. I slammed the door shut. I had not seen the man. Staggering, I made it across the hall and pressed the security call button, and within seconds, a security guard had come. It's bad, I pointed at the door. He shot me a look and quickly opened the door with his gun braced against his arm. I saw the man now, his face in the toilet, which was impossible to drown in. He had bashed his face against it so many times he had fractured his skull. Now nurses who had walked by were looking in. The security guard grabbed the man, turning him out of the toilet. His face was broken, but we looked at each other, shocked to find that he was still alive. Above his bed on the wall, he had written in blood, Death has to be better than this. On the record, it was written that Mike had raped and killed his nurse, 
and would have to be transferred to a new hospital where he would be treated as fully psychotic. But I have a different theory. I think she had made him perform for her, and he decided it was enough, and bit her fully ripping flesh off of her, then went for her throat, and when she struggled, he beat her face in, breaking her jaw, before he finally succeeded. Then he went on to killing himself. Whatever the case, no one would have believed me. Had the man hung on a few more days or weeks, maybe I could have helped him. Depression doesn't give you time, though. It slowly suffocates you until you have no choice but to ask in desperation. You forget the sun rises in the morning and are covered in what seems like eternal darkness. Hopefully Mike found peace. But sadly, psychosis has never been treated with kindness.